Welcome everybody back to the MC Podcast. Not only am I your host, but I'm also the person who has to tell you whenever Johnny's wrong. And Johnny, you were wrong. Wrong about what? I listen oh, back. Oh, by the way, I'm Johnny, by the way. Nice to meet you guys out there in the podcast. Well, if you don't know me, don't be by now. Jay Daddy. <laughs> you know, they say what they say. Merry Christmas, all you hoes out there. <laughs> oh, ho, oh, ho, oh. ho. All right, man. So anyway, look, I'm, I'm, right, I'm supposed I, to tell the people when you were wrong. And okay, you're wrong. Okay. Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. I listened back to the episode. Did you listen back? No. You didn't have anybody comment to you? Say yeah. anything? No. Well, I was told I was right more than you. Who said that? Everybody. Who's everybody? People that listen. Oh, you got Shout out to y'all that listen. You got some fans out there now? Because they was like, yeah, Johnny doesn't know what he's talking about. Stop it. Hey. Just oh, saying, bro. Wait, oh, I know who I'm it just was. saying, bro. I know, who, I know who it was. Who was it? I already know who it was. Uh, <laughs> I already know who it was. Man, we the bag demic boys. No, no, episode. I know who it was, though. Let me, let me guess real quick. Who was it? I already know who it was. All right, who was it? Yeah. Yeah, of course, okay. of course, of course, <laughs> of course. I already know. Wait, what was I wrong about? <coughs> the name and the brand are two different things. Uh, your uh, name doesn't always hold as much weight as your brand. Kevin Hart switched his whole brand from comedy to making movies. His brand was never, no longer behind the stand-up comedy. Huh. Okay. I mean, I got more to say, but uh, let's nah, get into go it. ahead. Go no, ahead, no, say no. it. Okay, okay. Say it real quick. Give me, give me a, give me a little two minute. Give say me two it. minutes. Okay. The whole argument that we had, I really forgot what it was about. I mean, <laughs> basically, I really did. Yeah, I probably still share. I probably don't stand by today. Look, guys, I'm gonna say shit one day, and the other day I completely <laughs> change. Because like, look, I'm not being hypocritical. I'm just being. I'm not married to any of my ideas. My ideas are not something I'm tied down for the rest of my life. My okay. opinions change and my views change too as well. The more I learn, the more I grow. The more my ideas will change. Okay. But 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 I do remember from that from that what I do remember from that episode was you talked about how your name and brand are two separate things. Yeah, because they are. But sometimes though those combine because sometimes if your name is besmuddled, mm-hmm. so is your brand. You okay. know, and and I think what I was trying to say at that point was that Kevin Hart created his brand using his name, and now that's what he that's his whole thing together. It's just him, like. Uh, what can I say about who who has a name and a brand that are so entwined together that you can't tell the difference between it is? Uh, That's a hard one. The Rock. The Rock, universally loved. Okay, hold on. Kanye West and Yeezus. His shoes, his shoes, and his music are really two separate different entities. Yes. He can say what the fuck he wants, and his brand will still stay strong. Be- because because at this moment, uh, would you consider that his full brand? Yes, because like I think we are we are brand creates something of real monetary value that's not just like ideas or songs or uh, videos. It's all Kevin Hart does, so this kind of doesn't sound like a good one for you. Why? Because uh, there's he, no monetary value. His brand. What did his brand create besides Buzz for the movie? Harpy Productions. Okay. We're not talking about Heartbeat Productions. <laughs> We're talking about him as a movie star. Honestly. See, and I didn't like that either. You kept bringing up Heartbeat and all this LOL yeah. bullshit. Who fucking watches it? I've never in my life been like, oh, I gotta go see that. I mean, no, it's like his brand's more like on Facebook and like uh, it's digital. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, LOL Network is doing pretty good. He has his own shows on there. Yes. But then also, what shows do you really Never watch said it? it was bad. No, no, but like, you said who watches it. I mean, people probably watch it. So, I agree with you. Your brand and your name could be two separate entities, but sometimes your name. You're just agreeing with me, so we can yeah, get yeah, on. Of well, let's get no, on. No, no, I'm let's serious. get on. No, stop. Hold on. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're. Yeah, I do agree with you. You're right. You agree with you. You're right. Uh, I forgot. I forgot what my argument was that day. I really did. My my thing. My thing. Harping back to it was that I never said that Kevin Hart wasn't making money, and I never because that's what, kind of what your thing was. Is that. He isn't as doing good on that as he is. That's what you were getting from me saying, but that's not what I was saying. What I was okay. saying is, is his name doesn't hold the same weight as his name with his brand. Because when Kevin Hart does a movie, there's 40 million, 50 million people that go out and buy a ticket that day to go see that movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> we know it's going to be a great movie. We know what's behind Kevin Hart and when he does movies. Yeah. His stand-up, it's lost it. It has. It's lost that. Yeah, we, so we, his we, name, his, obviously right there shows his name isn't, holding that weight anymore in stand-up comedy now on the lol network and heartbeat productions maybe it does i don't know what heartbeat productions does that much i don't know too many things that they've had their hands in or have created 
So I can't really speak to that, but you can obviously tell that the LOL Network and Heartbeat Productions, just because his name on it, doesn't mean it's doing Kevin Hart brand movie numbers. Yeah, of course. I mean, <coughs> when you're a multi, he is a star. He is a Hollywood star. When he puts out a movie, it's gold. Yeah. Nine to chances, it's true. I mean, I think we're separating on the comedy thing. I think that, there's only like one movie. Oh, because I said he had writers. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. That, that was the thing was the writer thing. Yeah, yeah like that's for, where you got upset. No, no, because like I think it was like the whole stand, the whole thing was a stand up comedy thing, right? Because you were saying, oh yeah, he must have writers now. I'm pretty sure he I does. did not say he must have writers. I said for this one, it sounded like, like he, he had, had writers. writers. What if he just didn't have any material? It like we no no no. See, and that's where you still got me fucked up again yeah. because what I said was is I think he had jokes that he already had written down, but he needed help packaging them. Like tune it up a little bit. Just to, just so it would be wide received, so they couldn't take a piece of one of his comments. And throw a 30 second clip on the internet And yeah. fuck him over again I, You know what I think you're probably right um, Maybe he has a team He has, he has a team behind him now He it's does true. A he huge does. team And I think the only thing, the only thing, I guess the real thing That got me uh, in my feelings that day Was just a <laughs> it, I, think, I think it was just An accusation of him Having a writer When I want to say He's good enough To not have a writer He you is know? You know And then also too Like I think what really got me It was like the whole confusion Was that If you do comedy Sometimes your material Is not going to Sometimes you have a shooting you miss. Yeah. No, well, no, nobody, well, nobody bites a thousand. You're right. Well, we're going to tell y'all more about this later and why I wanted to bring this back up. But let me play this song real quick. <laughs> We're five minutes in, six and a half. Cut that shit. <laughs> hey, uh, can you hear me? She said, I don't spend time like I really should. She said, she don't know me anymore. She hates me deep down I know she does She wants to erase me mm. A couple days no talking I see my baby And this is what she tells me She said Turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't Johnny, don't worry. There's a reason I'm playing all these songs. All right, all right, all right. Because, all right. listen, man, welcome uh -huh. back to the MC Podcast. I am your host, MC. Johnny already said who he was and did his whole spiel, I think. Yeah, did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but uh, it's a piping. So, I've been good. I've been all right. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of shit with my dad right now. Um, you know, he's in a nursing facility at the moment after his surgeries. He really can't walk that well right now. So Yeah, get the rehab up and everything, get the strength back and everything. Yeah. yeah. But it's been a lot of back and forth trying to get that figured out. Yeah, you know, uh everything takes time and that um your dad's a strong man, he'll rise to the occasion and do what he has to do to get out that joint, get out that slam. And um Yeah, I know I, I know he's gonna rise back to the occasion. I just think um it's been a lot right now dealing with having to answer these things. Having to tell the doctors what's going on. Having to be like, yo, yeah, do this, don't do that. And wondering if you're making the right decision. Because at this point in his life, it's not up to <coughs> a medical standpoint to see what's wrong. Yeah. Like, they know what's going on. It's just what's going to make him more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely tough for anybody. Um, it, it's really it's really a cycle, you know. As much as I hate to say it, but we come into this world depending on people. And we leave the world. We leave the world the same way. Yeah. And if you raise your kids and you raise your family right, they'll take care of you in the moment that you need them. And that these choices are not going to be easy for you at all. No, you know, they, they never are. Nothing's ever. When it comes down to somebody else's life, the choices are never easy and simple. No. If especially if you really care about that person, that big figure in your life, it's not easy decisions because you're always thinking like, man, if I did this instead, it's like against yourself. Yeah. But just know that if you. Um, if you take your time, analyze the situation, and think and factor into what your dad wants as well as what your family wants too and what you can handle and what you can provide, then eventually you're going to make the right choices for that. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, it's an uphill battle, you know, but hey, 
that's what we're here for. If life was easy, then shit. Um, we Everybody would, wouldn't be alive, right? Yeah, we wouldn't have a podcast right now. If life was easy, we wouldn't be doing the things to make our lives better. Yeah. So, uh, biggest, up to, biggest up to your dad. I know you guys got this going out there. Yeah, so what's going on with you, bro? How's how After Thanksgiving and we put out a couple episodes, how, how's everything been for you? Uh, sure, it's been, it's been chaotic, you know, but it's not, if it's not one thing, it's another, you know? Um, always. Always. But like I said, again, though, it's those things we got to get past and move forward in life. Lucky for me, I've been blessed to have such a, a great uh, team behind me, great family behind me, help through, help, with, help through with these issues, you know? I mean, work is crazy, traveling fucking every day, going an hour here, hour there, you know? Uh, it takes a toll. Yeah. But I mean, during this time, we're fortunate, you know, 2020 has not been the best year. But also, though, it hasn't been... We thought 2016 was bad. Yeah. But it hasn't been the worst year yet either, you know. I think as you get older, you learn to deal with these issues and problems in a more rational way. You yeah. know that if it's out your control, it's out your control. Like, I no longer fret about things that I can't control anymore. I feel that. You know, like what they say, like, if you can't change your environment or you can't change your situation, change your perspective. That's all it is. It's easy to get trapped into that cycle of like uh, despair, depression, hate, anger. You know, all those things that just that triggers you. It's easy to get lost into those cycles. So you gotta find a way to get get around that. You gotta find a way to change the way you look at something yeah, to make sure definitely. that you can come out ahead. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody. We did take a little hiatus. Uh, Thanksgiving fucked with us. Yeah. We got a lot of shit going on in our personal lives, so we're here, but we're here. We're back. You know, we come back stronger each time. We uh, we we're not stopping. Never. Can't it's stop. Just... Won't stop. Right. Uh, so first thing, man, new music is any anything. Even if it's not new, has anything you've been listening to been dope? Man, okay, I'm gonna hype this one. I'm gonna hype this one up again. Okay. I fuck heavily what Ellie two, Extinction Level Event two by Buster Rhymes. It is so fucking phenomenal. He put like, out the deluxe. Man, that's just bro. like a second album. This the, it's so great. I mean, he got old school verses from ODB on that shit that he been hiding, keeping away. He got songs produced by Daz. You know, Daz hasn't produced songs in years. No, he has songs still by him. Like Daz pop did that. Yeah, Daz passed away, right? No. Dillinger, yeah, he did. No. Daz Dillinger, yeah, I don't believe so. Let me see real quick. Cause I think he did, but he still has songs by uh. By I'll, that. I'll I'll look it up real quick. Go ahead. With but yeah, I mean that's. It's a phenomenal album, you know. Honestly, album of the year, in my opinion. Okay. Oh, oh. I mean, I mean, Busty Busta Bus came out with some heat on that shit. Yeah. Still feeling it. I heard K. Cuddy's album "Man on the Moon" three, and honestly, it was to me, it was like a nostalgic. No, he, he hasn't passed. Daz Dillinger isn't dead. Oh, okay, then. okay. He's still alive. Who, who's who's the producer that passed away? Let me make sure I got it right. Shit, but, uh, but but I mean honestly, like Man on the Moon three was okay, you know. Um, yeah, it was just it was just okay. Yeah, I mean honestly, it was that was uh, my issue. It was just okay. Yes. Do you think we needed that this year to come out, or what do you think? I think Cuddy should have done a little bit more because kids see go kids see ghost lukewarm. Well, that that kept people. That like, album was okay. People love that album though. I don't I'm not I'm not talking about people. <laughs> I'm talking about oh, me. Sorry, sorry. It was he has some beats produced by Jay Dilla on that album. Jay Dilla. Yeah, recipes okay. Jay Dilla. And he was uh, anyway, great album, phenomenal. Man on the Moon Three, it was okay. I expected more, but I just wanted Kid Cuddy to do more EPs, maybe do a couple Lucy's that were really great to hype me up for this album. I was not hyped up for Man on the Moon Three. At all, I could, I really could have cared less. Really? Yes. I was so hyped up for it. And then when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, Travis Scott took your flow and did it better." And now you just sound like a washed-up version of you. Whoa! Damn. Okay, I see you come with the hot, hot takes, right bro. Now. Yeah, you think so? You Travis think Scott took his flow and made it better. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think Travis Scott took anybody's flow. I don't think he made it better than Kid Cudi. I think that he just involved with it. I that's think what, that, okay. Yeah. However you want to put it, yeah. that's what I mean. <laughs> you Travis Scott made that. it better. Yeah. 
and Kid and Kid Cudi sounds like he's stuck. Like yeah. he didn't want to do anything different. Yeah. And I get that. I understand that. You have an enormous core audience that went out and bought that album because he's projected to do almost two hundred thousand in his first week. Yeah, those he, are great numbers. I mean, Kid Cudi has that <laughs> fan base. Which, yeah. I, which, if that's what you want to do as an artist, yeah. Because right now, with the way music is going, if you can get those two hundred thousand people to keep coming out every time you drop an album, but it's like, how long is he going to be able to, to sustain that? Yeah. Honestly, I think he might build it over a while because K. Cuddy, the type of fans that he has are writers. You know, he has that early, like, 2008, 2009, 10, 11 fan base who, yeah. who grew up with him in high school, right? So you got your best memories for some people's lives around a K. Cuddy albums, you know? Kid Cuddy and Wale would kill to have J. Cole, to have J. Cole's uh, presence. Not just because of who J. Cole is, but how he transcended out of that era. Yeah, he, he he really transitioned nicely. Some artists can't really transcend out of decades or eras, you know? No, that, yeah. You know? So some hit, a, some hit the plateau and just stay there. Well, I think and the issue is, like Kid Cudi, he was an innovator of that sound. Yeah. Like, it, if it wasn't for Kid Cudi, we wouldn't have 808s and Heartbreaks. Nope, or Travis Scott. If those things, you feel me? So yeah. it's hard when you break a sound. And huh. then you gotta move with it. You can't stay still. Yeah. And I think that was Cuddy's problem is that he stood still with it. Huh. But then you had Travis Scott elevating it. You had Kanye West elevating it. You had all these new rappers that came from behind these people yeah. who took his sound and did it differently and made it new and evolved it. So it lost touch with his big hits like Day and Night. Yeah. Mojo So Dope, Marijuana, like all those hits that he had. It's like that's what they're gonna be as a memory. I mean, well, I mean. <laughs> K. Cuddy got sober I think that's the biggest thing I think he really transitioned his life In a certain direction And I think that transition didn't really follow well I think his next album after this one Would be a lot better I guarantee it I hope so Just just because like He lost his voice for a bit You know mm-hmm. he, he was lost Because like he didn't know where to go He was living <laughs> And life he got a, dissed by Drake Living life a certain way I mean, how much weight does a drink this hold? A lot. You think so? Meek, look at Meek Mill. Come on, Meek. Meek has never fully recovered from that. He okay. Pusha T is the only person I've seen that was able to sustain a Drake diss. You know, Meek Mill's actually kind of pushed. He pushed past the joking part about him. Like, like he is. You can, but your career will still. He will never be Meek Mill before the diss. But you know, though, he wouldn't be. If Drake never dissed him, he still wouldn't be that big. I think he was bigger before Drake dissed him. He he probably was, but I still think that his flow would. I don't think he was. I don't feel like he could transition well into the game. You know, unless coming from a battle rapper to the way he got, he may have gotten fucked over by Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless he had like Rick Ross in the circle, and the whole uh, Maybach music with him, I don't think he transitioned that well. I think that he may have still been a little bit. Um, I think he would have stacked. He, he definitely too. needed to work. He still needed to move. He still needed to figure himself out. And I think the Drake disc came too soon. Probably. I mean, plus he had a lot of ammo too, though. A lot of ammo on you, bro. He, like, he had, like, fucking... He brought shit that was happening behind the scenes to forefront. If you didn't know people had ghostwriters, that's your issue. Yeah. But, I mean, like, also, it's the, it's the game, you know? There are going to be ghostwriters out there... Especially if you're like producing that whole album with somebody, you're gonna have input from others. Yeah. And in this day and age, everyone wants their credit. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna take a line I say and think you get away but, with it. But that. But what I'm saying is that's all he did was he brought what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. To the forefront. That's all he did. Yeah. This wasn't to me the whole ghostwriting for Drake wasn't like a, oh what Drake doesn't write his music. I I had been thinking he wasn't like, writing his own music. Yeah, right. We all kind of had a feeling about it. And some rappers like fucking up. Uh, like P. Diddy. He could fucking take a verse written by somebody else, spit that shit, make it fire, if it will not get fucking wrote or not. Oh, Last Train to Paris? Yep. Fucking, uh... Fucking great album. Bet he didn't write a word of it. Nope. What's that song he did? Um, fuck. Same Damn Time. That verse, he's on that shit. Oh, that definitely sounded like Future did it. I was like, God damn, he killed that shit. But you know he didn't write that yeah, shit. Yeah, we all know he didn't write that shit. But he could transcend a fucking a ghost written verse and yeah. be fine with it. So, so could Drake. Care. So could Drake. Yeah. Drake Drake could do whatever he wants to do. I mean, if you, if, you, if you go back and actually hear the references from, um, if you're reading This Is Too Late, that Quentin Miller did, yeah, they're trash. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> they're trash songs. But Drake never tried to be a hard rapper. That's the, no. that's the best thing about too. He never tried to be like I'm the tough rapper for a fucking year. Mm-hmm. He stuck to himself, kept it true. Um, and some other news that's uh really weird to me is Fetty Wap dropped an album. <clears throat> I think that goes back to our transcending yeah. topic because he really dropped probably the biggest records in 2015, 2016. 1738. Yeah, and we never he's never been able to capitalize that. Now, do you think that we just don't... Okay. You know some rappers stay in a little... They stay in their pocket. They stay in their bubble where it's like they have a fan base that fucks with them through and through and through. And it's just because we're not exposed to it doesn't mean there's not fans of them still. Yeah. So no, no, no. Like yeah. uh, K-Camp. Huge, I love K-Camp. Huge following, right? Huge fan base. But if you really don't look for him, you're not going to see him on fucking YouTube no. algorithm. I mean, YouTube algorithms. Shit like no that. algorithm. And it's crazy, right? Yeah, because so, I always see like Drake shit. I'm like, I don't even follow Drake. No, uh, so I don't get it. It, 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 you need the machine behind you, but I think, I think Fetty's problem was that he naturally made a lot of those songs, yeah, and he didn't think they were gonna pop the way they did because those were on SoundCloud before they popped, and they were popping on SoundCloud, but then the industry was able to bring it into light and make them pop even more to the masses. But once you can't do that again, you got a problem. So, so what made? Fetty Wap really pop Was it the, the machine behind him Or he just got lucky it was, on SoundCloud I definitely think it was him being A great writer And or whoever was helping him write mm-hmm. Because Trap Queen And what was that other song Yeah she's fine Wonder when she she'll be mine <laughs> Like all those songs That we really know Fetty Wap from They were already out on SoundCloud Damn that's crazy That Trap Queen shit took over The whole internet for four minutes <laughs> A year She's my Trap Queen Yeah that's your A hey, T-shirts and everything he really had that that song like it's crazy but I think I think that go. but then the biggest issue I think for Fetty was he got all that money and he stopped hitting the studio because he had so many hits under him already at the same time that's and he had all his friends would have making money too so it's yeah. like what are you gonna do with three million dollars yeah. in your pocket yeah what motivation then do you think it's better for an artist to Come out, the, come, out, come out the game Sell it to 70 million copies work. Right away no. yes. Are, 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 yes and work Keep working How many artists Really come out the game Swinging for the fences Selling 50 million Drake Like not anymore But like used to Drake Drake's the only one huh? Ludacris Who kept that same level too Two chains Yeah Two chains Two chains huh. I don't think he's selling As much as he was with uh, Based on a true story Yeah but I mean, if you're talking about cadence and still having a demographic and still selling records, yeah, two chains. Okay, I can see it. <coughs> now, Nobody's ever going to be a Drake again. There's now, only one Drake. There's only one Wayne. There's only one Pac. There's only one Biggie. There's only one Jay Z. There's only one Nas. Mm-hmm. You're never going to have another one of those. No, that's that's like, no, that's how great they are. Yeah, you you never have you'll never have another you will never have another Soldier Boy either. <laughs> I take the fuck out of my face. You wouldn't. What uh, good? What, what the you, fuck? <laughs> what albums did you fuck with that you really fuck with recently? Um, Jack Harlow's album was dope. I did listen to that. It was it was uh, it was cool. I don't really remember much from it because it wasn't like one of those things. But shout out DJ Drama man. He's got two in this era right now: Lil Uzi Vert and Jack Harlow. Who? DJ Drama? Yeah, he found Lil Uzi Vert. Damn. That's two big. That's two. That's two big artists right there. Um, an album I went back to. Which was weird is I went back to Red Light District by Ludacris and started listening to that again. Little Uzi Vert kind of surprised me with his popularity. Like I didn't see that coming. I didn't like Little Uzi Vert. That's me. You know I didn't see it coming. He don't make music for me. You know though, Young Thug got some hits actually, which is crazy to me. Yeah, and he's had a long career too now. If you yeah. really think about it, he's been out since like 2011, 2012. Oh my God, was that song My Nigga My Nigga? Was that him? Yeah, yeah, yes. That was hot. Best friend, no. Stoner. Stoner, yeah. <laughs> Best friend was a big hit. Best friend was nice. Stoner too. I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner. I'm and a what stoner. was that song where he said, uh, "I put that crack in my crack." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to uh, who, who, our boy dropped the album just now. Yes, Aradon right? and Jason Green dropped the Glow Gang era. Man, round of applause for them. Amazing body of work. This was solely, I think, mostly produced by Glow Gaines. Uh, shout out to him. He, Lone Stars got one. 
uh, one song on there, and it's uh, the game being good. I believe is that the, that's the one he's on. But I'm gonna play a little piece for you real quick. All right, let's hear. I'm gonna it. show you my man Jason. Jason Green. My bad. Uh, don't <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I hit it. I'm gonna show my phone. Bitches. <laughs> You can look me in my eyes, see I'm ready for whatever. Anything don't kill me, it makes me better. Boy, I got the right to brag. I'm amongst the elite. I'm one of five that got a rap like a seat. Part in my arrogance, I'm just highly competitive and ready for war. Shout with me, that's what you get, my nigga, minus the quote. My rebound is pretty high, but the shooting's much deadly. I plan to get my pockets chubby and move to Miami, yeah. I'm from the era of swinging doors with the pit. The snubber blow a hole through your front door with a kick. I don't fuck bitches from morning to Side back to Zane, we ain't the same. Holla at me, gang, gang. I swore to keep the honor for my mama, so I promise I'm gonna peace out every gram for a check. Like I'm a dollar, the worst thing that could have happened to you rappers that my mama died, cause now it's homicide, multiplied, and easily monetized. Oh, five, thugging in the spot. Yeah, that's uh, Ooh, that, that is to God be the glory. Y'all go check that out right now. This is the Green and Glow era presented by Aridon and Jason Green and Glow Games. It's an amazing album, y'all. Um, shout out to them, man. I would call one of them right now, but I don't want to do that to him. It's late over there. Hey, shout out to that. Shit was nice. Jason is nice, bro. Y'all sleeping oh on Jason. God, that was dope. Shit. Jason Good has job. so many flips on this album too, bro. You oh need to check it out and catch all the flips. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get that because that shit's crazy. I'm on it. Um. Besides that First thing I want to say real quick Is shout out HBO Max They followed suit with Netflix And took off the Chappelle show The Chappelle show is no longer streaming On two of the biggest streaming sh services Right now How do you feel about that? I think it's amazing Now for me at least I think it's great I mean he should be able to get I don't want to like a hypocrite I'll say it right now. <laughs> we 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 his name is Brandon turns in with it. No 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 no. <laughs> Stop it. We discussed before on this podcast about how 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 important contracts are. Yes. And how important it is to read those contracts and make the right decision. Yes. And it, it seems like to me like yeah he signed a bad deal. Horrible. And unfortunately yeah at, at this point I do have to I have to sign over with you. Yeah so I mean like he he signed over he signed over a horrible horrible deal deal. It is what it is. But this is how you deal with though. This is how you use your leverage and your positioning to take back what's yours. You know? And I, I like that you're saying that because not one time did Dave Chappelle discredit Comedy Central. He never said one bad word about Comedy no, Central. No, 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 he didn't. He he said like, Hey, yes, I was a twenty seven year old kid. I need the money. I 23. signed twenty three. You know, he was 27, Chappelle. When he ended, he was 27. Okay, when he signed, he was 23 or something like that. He's like 23, 24, yeah. So, so anyway, he, he he never talked bad about Comedy Central. He never said anything like that. He just said that he signed this deal that wasn't the best deal. He had things to take care of. And at that time, he needed the money, so he made the deal and mm -hmm. signed it. He's not saying, fuck Comedy Central. He's not saying anything nope. like that. All he's saying is like, hey... In Stop hindsight, streaming that shit yeah. until I get paid. In hindsight, I got screwed over you know to make something making money off my name. I'm not I'm not I'm not making anything from it right now. And he's doing he's doing it the right way. He's doing it the way it's like, hey, I'm gonna do a simple flex real quick. Cause like I'm not calling you guys assholes, I'm not calling you guys bitches, I'm not calling you out from everybody. I'm just saying I signed a bad deal. I'm saying it's my fault I signed the deal. What are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do to have a better PR for the world right now? Cause they're watching you guys. Yeah. They're uh, watching how you well, operate. And okay, so I really brought this up, not really for Kevin Hart, because this really isn't a good... That's what I was going to do, is I'm bringing it up like, hey, what could Kevin Hart do? Nothing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I'm saying is, is right now with the streaming era and everybody's staying at home, there's going to be a lot of changes to streaming. There's going to be a lot of changes to the way we consume music, the way we consume concerts. So for them to follow suit with Netflix, this is really a good deal on their end. Because now, because Dave Chappelle isn't limited to Netflix. He's being paid by Netflix to drop you know, stand-up comedy specials. Yeah. But he's not limited to Netflix. So now, with Warner Brothers signing up, I don't know if you heard about that, Warner Brothers just signed a deal with HBO Max. Any movie that's on movie theaters, you can rent from HBO Max right away. Oh, my God. So, 
with them having that deal, that opens up a, a way bigger strategy for Kev, for not Kevin Hart. I'm sorry, Dave Chappelle. Because now if he wants to go do a show with HBO Max, they got Warner Brothers back. Yep, got that big, got that big bank behind you. I thought you were gonna say big Birkin bag. Nah, we're five six figures. <laughs> oh mm. shit! Hold on, let me go back and wake. Another underrated album that dropped this year. We are not doing our wrap up yet. Okay, okay, I'll talk about Save that, that for the wrap up. Okay, okay. Anyway, but back to back to back Don't to give up all the content. Okay, you're right. Go back to the Dave Chappelle and uh, his his uh, approach to everything. Great approach. Like I said, I love the way you're doing it. Uh, it's not fair what happened to you. Nope. I'm, I'm glad to see you doing things in a way that's positive. That's going to help you out in the future and young people too as well. But I think this is a real way to show how to combat not having... Oh, let's put it in master's way. This uh -huh. is a really good way to say, yo, no, I don't have my master's, but y'all please stop streaming this shit yep. until I can get paid from it. If people listen, right? But yeah. this is really showing your leverage right now. So I hope a lot of other people come up with that. And one thing I do want to say is... There are some rappers out there that don't need their masters. You're going to get paid more money off somebody else owning them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but I, I had to come to that conclusion. There's some artists out there, you're not going to get paid as much if somebody else doesn't know what they're doing with them. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you have to make them worth something. They have to be worth something. Why is Jay-Z's catalog worth something? Why is Kanye's ca catalog worth something? Why is Lil Wayne? Now ask yourself, is your catalog a one percent of that? If it and is. if it's a no... You need to sell your masters, right? <laughs> Quick, but then okay. Let's talk about masters anyway. What do you think about Little Wayne selling his masters? Bullshit. He's underpaid. Why the fuck did you do that? That was my first initial response. You're an idiot. Uh -huh. My second was, let me think about this. How much did he actually own? Because Birdman owned them all. I don't believe Birdman owned everything. I think that was a great smoke and mirrors that Birdman put up for Cash Money. Makes sense. Because look at Drake. Drake only th owns 30%. So if Birdman only owned 30% of Wayne's Masters, M Wayne was only allotted 30%. If that 30% isn't certain, certain parts of his catalog, and we also have to diff, diff, differentiate, however you say that word, uh -huh. his, his commercial catalog and his mixtape catalog. Because I'm pretty sure most of his mixtape catalog, if he doesn't pay for everything, it's not clear. There's no masters. Nope. So depending on what part of his commercial catalog he has, some of it could be worth less than what he got paid. Well, you know what? I first heard when I first heard about <coughs> Little Wayne selling his master for hundred million dollars. Say, oh, he got under, he got uh, underpaid for that shit. So it's way more than that. But I started thinking, right? I was like, okay, let's say Little Wayne kept his masters. How much is his music? really going to transcend into the market range of uh, movies or TVs or album sales in the future like like how, like how much really, how much really really make in the future from his type of music that he makes it's not like he's like Beyonce right where her music is going to be forever fucking in movies single ladies all the time Ego, right yeah so it's like Halo all of her all, most of all her music are like these strong ballads that fit so well in different type of genres movies. and music and movies Little Wayne, not so much. Like honestly, I feel it. like honestly, I feel like he got a good deal. You know, hundred million dollars is good for enough for the whole family. It really is. You know, Bob Dylan, The Dream, uh, Teddy Riley, and somebody else all have sold their masters in the last few months. What? It's weird, right? I'm gonna look more into it. I don't really understand it yet. I don't know why they're all selling their masters, but Bob Dylan to sell his masters three hundred mil. It's wild. But is he still alive, Bob Dylan? Yeah. Uh, Obviously he just sold his masters And he can't sing for shit Bob Dylan <laughs> We all know that Okay uh, <laughs> We all know that uh, anyway. Round of applause Shout out to you Rowdy Rebel is out of jail Rowdy Rebel is out of jail How do you feel? How was your feeling hearing that? Like everybody else's I was like Okay Where's murder at? <laughs> I felt good because I Because seeing him walk out of jail You could really feel Bobby being happy That he's yeah. being able to walk out did you hear his uh, first day out freestyle by Roddy Rebel? <coughs> no, Roddy Rebel needs to calm down. It w it was, yeah, it was like I waited seven years for this, yeah. But um, it was it was a great moment, you know. And also, I feel like what he did, Bobby Smurder for Roddy Rebel, it shows that shows they have a good bond. 
You know, yeah. so something's tight there. Like they must really respect each other, fuck with each other heavy. But they've known each other for I think all their lives. So so it's like, man, that's how you, that's a friendship right there. That mm-hmm. taught the industry how to be friends. It's like Rui Ma with the JLK back and married Papoose. Papoose? Papoose. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like the same shit, no homo, pause with Robbie Apple and uh Bobby Smurf. It's gonna be good to see them two back together and get computers again. Right, you see how they drop. How do you think Bobby Smurf's gonna rebound when he gets when he gets out of jail? I really wish Rowdy wouldn't have done the first day out freestyle. Why? Because I think those two need time to be with their families. They need to readjust to outside living to, I mean, seven years is a long time. You might not think it's a long time because we're out here, but in there, that's a long fucking time. Seeing the same shit every day, doing the same shit every day. It is. I really think they needed more time to themselves. I'm never going to tell anybody how to live their life and what they should do, but from my from my point of view, I think Rowdy should have waited. Especially when the whole world's watching. Mm-hmm. You know the whole world's watching right now, waiting for him to put something out. You know when the Bobby Smurf gets out, how is he going to stay current? Like, is he going to get like a bunch of features on his album? How is he going to bounce back? You know, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Like, I just hope he does. I think he will because he he will for this for a couple reasons. One, he held his man's down. Two, everybody supported him when he went to jail. Like, oh no, we don't we don't whatever you did, we don't worry about that. But you taking seven for your boy? That's wild. That's loyalty right there. Yeah. So we so anybody who fucks with Bobby Smurder, like a rappers, they're really gonna fuck with me out of jail because they see the respect, the cred. Mm-hmm. Like they try they probably try to leech off him a little bit, you know, get some of his little bad and I, fan. I hope it transitions like that. I think so. Cause my fear is is I mean, look at six nine. Huh. His transitioned very well. It has it didn't stay up to its ability, but it's. It, I just hope it transitions well for him, for Bobby. I think it will, but I'm just hoping so. I think so too. I think it's just gonna take a little more time. Um. So kind of breaching off of that, we got Casanova and G Herbo turn themselves into their local precincts. I guess you would say. G Herbo's case, um, it's kind of iffy on what he's really it's like some in there for. Yeah, it's like fraud or scamming. You really can't tell what it is. Um. Casanova has pled innocent to the murder, but I think he is pleading guilt or he pled no contest or not guilty. I can't remember. It was no contest or not guilty to the extortion and raids that they were supposedly doing allegedly. Um, I hope Cass gets out. I hope G Herbo gets out. I hope this isn't really some really really old shit. Yeah, that they're finally getting caught up for. Well, I mean, that's what the. Now, I heard somewhere that Casanova got hit with the Rico case kind of shit, basically. I think that's what G Herbo's was, too. And so it's crazy because, like, let's talk about the Rico real quick. I'll just give you a, like, a quick quick breakdown. Rico was the law they used to catch the monsters back in the early days, you know, because all you have to do was prove a connection between uh, crime families and you get the whole group with them. Yeah. And um, it, it became <coughs> so useful because all of a sudden the Rico Act. It transcends generations. It transcends minorities. It transcends criminal enterprises, too. It allows you to charge a group together. It allows you to make sure that the, even the lowest member of the group gets to take a charge. And that means he'll flip on all the, the higher up, people, people higher up, yeah. and get a deal. Like, all it was do, it was made to break people down. It was made to flip. It was made to hurt people into snitches and rats. Okay. So when I hear about the Rico case between them two, and I like kind of read about what Rico does, it's kind of wild to me because I was reading that all you gotta do really is like say, say I'm a rapper now, I'm rapping early days, I'm, I haven't blown up yet, and I'm involved with a certain gang, and we and like we kind of I know forever like the, those are my boys, yeah. Even though I'm not doing dirt with them, I still I'm still associated with them, yeah. So say my phone gets tapped because of. My so she, my ties to my ties to that gang. So I'm on the phone talking to you, right? Yada yada yada. You say, "Hey, Johnny, let me get an eighth off of you. Uh, let me get a pound of weed or whatever." And I say, "All right, I got you, bad. Go over there, drop it off to you." My phone's tapped. I don't know it. So now I'm on record with my phone tapped, selling you some selling you some drugs. They can hold that shit for two, three years. Four years, however long they can, they can hold it for a certain, they can hold it for extended period. They can hold it for a every state's different. Yeah, so they can hold it for like an extended period of time, depending on the state or whatever it may be. 
And so when it comes down to bust the whole gang, they got you on record three years ago saying that you sell this person the X, Y, Z amount of weed or whatever it may be for that one deal. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you can be brought down to Rico back too because they got you on recording saying you sell somebody this stuff right here. No matter how long, no matter how long it was, depending on the state it is, you can still be charged. So, so see like, Four years ago, I was selling weight, you know, doing this and that and the other. And then all of a sudden, my rap career, my rap career blew up. And I moved on from that type, that type of lifestyle. And I'm doing legit businesses now. Mm-hmm. When the Rico comes down, you can still get got from it because they got you on tape or video or evidence on you selling that amount of product. Okay, so that's what's going on with Casanova right now. So that's that's that's, 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 that's <coughs> right there as well because he removed himself from that environment when he became... Uh, when he got out of jail When he yeah. got out of prison The first time you know, Right And so it was like Now it's like damn He made all those steps To better his life And now he's getting He's getting brought back down Into the prison system Because of Something he did a year ago The broken probably. justice system <laughs> Yeah And that's the, that's, that's the part That's weird about it You know Yeah So And then G Herbert G Herbert too I heard about his wife His wife baby mama Saying that uh, She'll stay witness Or something like that like she was on the Alpha David testified against him, right on him or something like that. Uh, it yeah. was something that they did have her like, as a witness, like a subpoena, that, right? Yeah, yeah she, got, she got subpoenaed for it because they were together at the time. And that that doesn't mean she's snitching; it just means that she ha- they're gonna ask her questions. Yep, and try to get some information out of her. And if she's, I guess, if Herbo's a real man that he is, she's gonna have to snitch because who's gonna watch his kids? He's gonna have to be like, look, you gotta do it. Now, do you think that? Do you think that it was influenced the whole arrest by DJ Vlad? Let's get out of the way. Let's, let's, let's knock it down right now. Do you think DJ Vlad got them? Um, the FBI has DJ Vlad marked up in uh, both arrest cases of what they said on his interviews. They're using both of G Herbo's and Casanova's interviews to Convict help him. out help this case out. Do you think that? <laughs> Do you think that is DJ Vlad's fault? Yes. I think that uh, he knew. Well, I think both of them are to blame. The artist and DJ Vlad. Because DJ Vlad knows well aware. He's well aware of what he's doing. Yeah. I know he's trying to be like a good interviewer. But these people who go on your show, some of them them are still part of that life. Some of them may be out of it, but you ask questions people want to hear. And of course, you know, you got a young kid up there, right, on the microphone in front of a million people giving an interview about his past, trying to say, hey, look, I got street cred. Here's a story about my street cred days. Oh, I did this. Story about this. Mm-hmm. And just because, just because you don't say any names, don't mean they can't figure it out. Especially if they like the Rico case thing. If they have something that could connect it to, yeah. that's all they need. And then they have whole departments for that now to listen to songs and rap music and lyrics and to find out who's doing what or who did what. But that's how Bobby got caught up. That rapping, that uh, GS9, right? Yeah. So it's crazy that we have to make sure that these upcoming entertainers, rappers, and artists be careful with the sound track. I just, you know? I, that's, that's where I think it comes back to the industries. Needs the artist, they need to help artists learn how to maneuver. Right, they 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 somebody in that corner who's gonna say, "Hey, you coming up to the ranks right now? You gotta let some shit go." Like you hear a story about how um, Young Thug gave a who did he get money to got the hood? Uh, Gunna. Yep, he gave was it Gunna? Yeah, he paid him to go in the studio. Yeah, so yeah, he he paid him to stay out the streets, get in the studio because he knew you stay in his life long enough. You either not gonna make it or you go to jail. You got talent. Yeah. Let me help you out, get you out that life. And he did. I think everybody needs somebody like that in their corner. Little baby was the same way. Coach K or no, it was P that put him in the studio. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be a rapper at first. But then he got hey, he he wound up doing the game, killing it right now too. Yep. So, One of the hottest rappers out. So I so I mean, they definitely. I, th- I think the Vlad thing is, is it's one thing. It's first. Artists need to understand that you can't talk about everything that you used to do that was illegal. Yeah, you can't. Like, you can't do that. No matter how good of a song it is, you can't You can allude it. to it as much as you want, but if you don't know the logistics and the laws, be very careful. Are the statues, statues and shit like that, limitations? Yeah, like, be very careful of shit you, like that. You really got to, especially these days. You know what? I was uh, thinking about something. You remember how now in music videos, they say, oh, the money here is a prop money, it's not real? 
the guns here are not real, it's all props. Yeah. Because at one point in time, the IRS is coming from the people like, hey, hold on. You know, video, you're throwing all this money around, but we didn't get no, we didn't get no cut of it. You didn't pay taxes on this shit. So rappers are saying, oh, no, 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 it's prop money now. It's not real money. It was prop guns. It's not real guns because they're coming for them in the videos too. Yeah, they're, they're watching. Like, like, like the law is watching everything you guys do on the videos and your songs, all that shit. Got some old white dude probably writing down lyrics. Just trying to catch them together. You killed a bitch in seventh grade, took her body out in the... What? <laughs> huh? <clears throat> Did they find it? It's a rap. Yeah, most definitely. And I think I, it just it comes down to the culture vulturism of it. Because it's like, yo, are you, are you really trying to give these kids a platform to expand themselves to a broader audience? Or are you literally just trying to get these young black men to say what they did wrong? To help out the police Or to make yourself look better And DJ Vlad You're fucking disgusting For reposting these videos With taglines that say Oh is Vlad the feds? Yeah cause it's, it's all about that I'm leaning into it now I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean everything this shit And people are still watching though Like how is that not but, gross? You know what though People are so nosy about shit too They wanna know Oh did they really do it? And like also Yeah people in the fucking YouTube comments Fucking commenting like Oh hold on Nah this is true right here Fucking Looking into it, researching shit like that, supporting the fuckery over there in that at that Vlad TV. Vlad TV. I'm so glad Rick Ross punched him in the fucking face. Well deserved. But also, people have to know that he's a no go. His show is not. It's a no go. Fuck on that show. Yeah, stop like, watching that shit. Like, like he said, he's he's for hip hop. Um, no, the no, you're not. Culture. No, you're not. You're for fucking <clears throat> yourself. That's you, who you're for. You know what it is? He's a fucking tabloid. Yeah. Like the Inquirer, but for hip hop and shit like that. And I feel like I wish people would stop going to him. Like, there's no reason to go on Vlad TV anymore. There's not. And also, there's no. Don't answer shit. Like, who had an interview? Lil Boosie? I ain't answering that. Nope. Yeah. Lil Boosie and Pee Wee the long way. Something like that. He's like, I'm not talking about that. You gotta, you guys gotta know, like, what to say. Cause you already got eyes on you. All you got eyes on you. Yeah. And he always picks the hottest rapper. So it's like, of course, bro, these. Rappers that are just now coming up, they don't, they haven't had the full scale interviews with like Rosenberg and shit, where they have a PR telling them, "Yo, you can't talk about this." Yep, and so it's those young guys too who just got it back for the first time or on the way up, and they just trying to say they shit, yep, get popping, trying to get that exposure. Like, hey, now I'm real with this shit. They want they want that uh they want that Twenty One Savage clip. It's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> they want that. That's crazy. That's crazy. What do you think of talking about like shit talkers and talking about like Vlad TV? What do you think about um, Azalea Banks comments that she made? Can I ask you a question before we get into that? Yeah. Can you be black and be a culture vulture? Yes. Okay. So go ahead. Azalea Banks posted on Instagram. I'm gonna read. I'm, I'm gonna read it real quick because I think this should be read. Okay. Um, and then we will get into our personal beliefs on Azalea Banks. Man, I'm so tired. Can- Bright as lights in here. Come on, it's all low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, here we go. It's been a long week, everybody. Okay, so the Shade Room is run by a Nigerian. This is Zelly Banks. The Shade Room is ran by a Nigerian woman who Preach. is more obsessed obsessed with degenerating black Americans than doing anything with her platform to bring light to the issues like SARS and the Baco Harmon and the plague her home country. Oh, that plague her home country. Sure, sure, blacks have issues here, but the situation in Nigeria is dire. She doesn't have the courage to fight for her own. She doesn't have the courage to fight for her own. Mrs. Zelia, you really need to learn how to write. Um, Where was I? She uses black American media to distract herself from how politically incapable Sue truly is. She is a useless pig. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why does anyone give a fuck what her fat ass has to say about us? God damn. Okay, Miss Oh, my God. This keeps going. <laughs> African Americans are far are far faring far better and she wants to be one of us so bad it's comical i couldn't be of nigerian descent and ignore the fact that china is funding Baco Harmon and other groups to terrorize nigerian and its citizens while i sit back in my gluttony gorging on poisonous american food supply <laughs> oh my god uh food supply while my people die on sacred land she is a useless pig How do you feel about that statement? 
I've been said fuck the shade room. I mean, a couple things wrong with that statement. First of all, like shade room, fuck off shade room. But also Azalea Banks, Azalea Banks, Miss Banks, whatever you what we call you. Don't right say Miss Banks. Then I think of Hillary. Okay. All right. Azalea, Azalea. What I say? Azalea. 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 Okay. Azala. You made your career off attacking people. You were, a, you're a good rapper. You got bars. You got the flow. It's just something. I don't know what it is about you, but you had the potential. Like at one point in time, I thought you was dope. I still think you're dope. I just think now you become a you become very comical. You become a parody of yourself. Yeah. Because right now you're attacking this woman for attacking American culture, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. She she should not be she should not be promoting kind of hate. She should not be kind of spread. She shouldn't be spreading those kind of things. She should be worried about more her own country, but also she's trying to get a bag. How long has she been in this country? Is my first question because I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I'd assume she's been here for a while. But I mean, if you got that platform right, when do you pivot to do something good for your own native country? Oh, she's not going. Not even her own native country. She doesn't do anything great for Black Americans. But then, sorry. But then, like, do you think who watches this? Who listens? Who has the shade room on IG? Who listens to them? Is it more of a it's a, it's a, they a middle class pictures. thing, or is it more of a like a, a everybody's thing? It's a lot of people saying. So I mean, I mean, people love drama. They love eat, they eat that shit up like it's candy. They want to feel part of it a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, my, my I mean, it's probably one of the first fucking Instagram accounts that were on there. Yeah. I mean, my my feeling for the shave room is like uh, real simple. If you're gonna highlight the troubles in American, she co- doesn't. American culture, she doesn't. What uh, the shave room? They don't do that. What they do? No, you said that like how how they um how they talk they talk down about black women on that on that shade room. They no, I mean they pick up black women, they, but they, they talk do. about what they're wearing. Oh, okay. Then. They're like, yo, this rapper just got shot. Whenever the whenever the Black Lives Matter movement was going on, whenever anybody you could think of down the list this year that had been shot and injustice had happened, yeah. Do you think they posted about it one time? Do you think they used their platform? To help the people that made them who they are, I think they would, right? They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> so, so I think so. I think you misheard me when I was saying that the shade room they talk down about American culture. They 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 only highlight the worst aspects of hip hop. They they really they really highlight the good parts of it, you know. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's like a misery sells, you know. Drama sells, violence sells. But I agree with Miss Banks about her comments. I feel like they should. I feel like they should be held more accountable. I think, yeah, she just she should be held more account accountable. But it, I guess my first question would have to be: Is how long has she been in America? It, it, like, she, was she born and raised in America, or did she come over here when she was like twenty type shit? Let me see. Is she is she in America? Is she like in Nigeria? No, she's in America. This woman is in America because she did her interview with Six Nine. Oh, she she went like down that route too. Huh? Yeah, no, she did. Hold on. Uh, Azalea Banks Needs mental help <clears throat> To begin with She has an issue She has she has a mental health issue She's very up and down Are you looking it up right now? I'm looking up how much uh, they actually worth 20 million a year In ad revenue I thought you were going to look for how long she's been I am here. too Okay but uh, keep going. If anybody would like to join the MC podcast and be our third wheel so you can help us look stuff up, that would be great. You keep talking. What, are you oh, talk- what do you want me to say? Keep talking I told her she needs, she, <laughs> she needs fucking mental help. Okay, she yes. has mental health issues. So, so yes, um, the, the owner and creator of the Shave Room, she lives in Los Angeles, California. Uh, she came over here in March. No, she's been over here for a while. Uh She's born in eighteen. She's born in nineteen eighty nine. Twenty six subscribers. Uh, I don't know when she came over here though. Twenty six right. million. Twenty twenty million subscribers. Twenty million. That's still a lot. Yeah. That's still a lot for a platform you're doing nothing with to help anybody though. <laughs> like think about that. If you had twenty million subscribers, you're gonna use it for the greater good, or are you just gonna keep posting about what fucking Meg the Stallion's wearing? Mm. You know what though? I'll say this right here. I, you can get a bag and do both. Yes, you can. But my my comments kind of stay the same. 
I think she could do best. She could do more with her platform than what she's doing right now. She's not being responsible with her platform on the shade room. Azalea Banks, you are not very responsible with your platform neither because you go and attack everybody all the time. Yeah. For every little thing, and you do the whole cry, what was me shit, and you can't do that. Um, I feel like her responsibility to the culture is more than just gossip. And I hope that one day they both pivot into a good direction with the bigging up each other in the culture because I'm not gonna put down I'm not gonna put down a black woman who became a self made millionaire. Yeah, I I can't do it. I mean you did okay. your practices are kinda of wrong and I hope that uh, she, Kinda Kinda she, she she should be highlighting different problems, but get your bag. I don't agree with it. You could do better, but Maybe she does some shit on off time. We don't know about. Maybe she don't. Maybe she donates a lot of money. Maybe she does. Use your platform. For yeah, maybe she does. We just we don't How see it. How much she donates her ad <laughs> revenue? <laughs> I mean, a simple picture would fucking suffice since that's all they fucking do. Yeah, is post pictures on Instagram. What, who, who, do, do you agree with uh, Azalea Banks or do you agree with the Shame Room more? Or both the same? I don't agree with none of them. Okay, but I do shout out to Azalea using finally using her mental. Her mental health problems For the greater good And highlighting something that Especially to a place That has dragged her Through the mud More than probably Anybody else Yeah So that's probably That's probably why She went hard I Oh see most it. definitely Yeah I mean It would be good uh, But I think Azalea Banks Versus the shade room How many <laughs> How would you have found out Where the owner Of the shade room Was from If it wasn't from For Azalea saying it wouldn't You wouldn't have, have right No Okay then that's that. That's what I think a lot more people need to do is whenever we're talking about we're having these culture vulture uh, conversations. Like I don't know where Vlad's from. Vlad has no fucking to me. He has no validity in the music industry, hip hop culture. Period. He doesn't. Um, I heard this story about Vlad, uh, how he came into power and everything. And uh, it was just like I thought he started doing music videos at first and then pivoted to interviews, some shit like that. But no. I, I've never looked them up. I, I peed Vlad from the start, you know, once I start hearing these stories about these rappers and I was like, I don't want to hear this because all they're doing is just making a culture to yeah. the lowest form possible. And that's what the Shade Room does. Yeah, so I agree with you. What do you think about the upcoming versus battles? Let me tell you real quick. You got the Shanti versus Keisha Cole battles postponed. Keisha Cole's going to win. Uh, Kishiko's gonna win that. Oh, maybe it's Shanti. I don't know. Hey, but prayers <laughs> up to, uh, prayers up to, um, Ashanti I Yeah Ashanti did catch COVID That's why they had to Postpone it Yeah uh, Also Prayers up to my cousin With COVID right now And uh, his baby mama Prayers up to my Other cousin And uh, his family right now Who's going through A tough time uh, COVID is really everybody Please mask up And be careful out there Don't be that person Please don't Also What do you think About the upcoming battle With Music Soul Child Versus Anthony Hamilton I got Music Soul Child To be honest with you Anthony Hamilton got some bangers. I'm not saying he doesn't. The musical, but Music Soul Child has bigger known songs. I'm think, not saying they're better. But hey, that's a fucking good ass uh, battle though. It is. And then lastly, Two Short versus E40 is at this Saturday. Two Short's gonna win. Short dog. E40, E40 might win it, but if he does win it, it's gonna be solely off hits. You know, uh, E40 catalog is fucking exquisite. Both of them are. Both of them. It's Both of them been rapping since the eighties. You know, honestly, hey, we, hey, the Bay Area is gonna be lit as fuck when that happens because those two are Bay Area icons. I bet you Marshawn Lynch is in fucking. Oh, Marshawn Lynch better be there. He'll be there for sure. He has to be there. Shake the dress. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. Who's gonna do Mac Dre's verses? Probably both of them. Who, on, on, both honestly, of them? honestly, like when I think if they're together, right? Mac Dre? Do you know who no, Mac Dre is? Yeah, no. Our recipe is Mac Dre. He's one person. Yeah, no, but I'm okay. telling you, when they had the battle, E40 and Too Short. Both of them had Mac Dre songs. Yeah, no, that's what I say. Both of them. Because, mm. like, they're like, I guarantee that's going to be such a respect battle. It's going to be like DMX and Snoop, but a little bit better. More of the. This will be more in tune. Snoop and DMX shouldn't have been up there. And honestly, I, I, feel, I feel like you probably get more stories from them, too, like E40 and Too Short, because they came out at the same time. Yeah, same friends, you know, same areas. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting to say the least. I can't wait. Too short's gonna win though. I think. I like and it. And I think if E forty wins, it's gonna be completely off hits because Too Short does not have a tell me when to go. 
He does not have a snappy fingers. He does not have. What's that other song he did? What's my favorite word, bitch? Why you gotta tell you like short? No, not that one. Come Talk on. about E40. I, I think that. I think Too Short has a bunch of hits right now. It's too cold for me to tell you them right now, but I guarantee you, he has some hits. <laughs> oh, no. Too Short does have hits. I'm saying he doesn't have those big of hits, though. Huh, I don't know. He doesn't. See? Anyway. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is our welcome back episode. Thank welcome you, guys. Back. This is a little bit longer, but we wanted to get everything in here. We wanted to push it, tell you guys what we wanted to, what we wanted to talk about while we haven't been able to talk about it. Got you guys. Hey, see you guys. Coming up soon, we got the... Catch We're not talking about that yet. No, I can't tell them yet? We're not talking about that okay, yet. Okay. Hey, Relax. Listen to us on Sunday. Got some big news coming for you guys. What are you doing? It's, I got a song for us. What are you playing? Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm trying to it. shout out Aerodon. Okay, okay. Here. Gotcha. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Like shit, like shit, like shit. I say you this game shit and let the click ride, nigga. You stupid or something. Biggity bounce, slide ride. I'm in overdrive. Fuck the other side and anybody that's opposing mine. Never been a slime. I won't snake you in due time. Face to face, your gladiator undertaker. Show respect or meet your maker. Should've told you by me. No error done. I'm back to talking on my Paris Bashan. You cannot hit me for no fronts. I got a blunt, some drink, some money on my line. Three dollars for the ounce. I text your ass, but you'll be fine. Sticking to the G code, must obey the guidelines. Corona flow got you sick. Guess it wasn't God's kind. God body, God got me, squad got me all the time. If I stumble on the one yard line, let's rewind. Give it back to me. You nigga know the scope. Thought I was shooting.